And so we trust you tonight. Holy Spirit, great teacher, teach through us. Show us, reveal, unveil. We want all that you have for us and more. And we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Everybody give me that say amen. amen. All right. So let's go on a journey together. Now, you should have right now, you should have already have your book. Everybody, let me see your, your participant guide. You should have already received one. But also coming in, you should have a pen, a little notebook. And then also what we've given you was, was a, a little, I guess, what do you call those um, folders, right? Because so make sure you get a folder, too, and we'll have that for you. And we'll get that taken care of because you'll take notes and you'll slip everything in there. They're in the back table for you if you don't have it and you have a pen to work with. Now, let me say this right off the bat. You and I, we have an opportunity to impact people's lives. How many of you believe that you have an opportunity to impact people's lives? How many believe that you are impacting people's lives right now? You know, because whether you believe it or not, you are. All right. But not only that, what I love about this is the reason why we're here tonight and you're interested in leadership because you're interested in people. And because you're interested in people, you're interested in developing people. But you know what? Man, we cannot develop anyone unless we're first. Come on. Unless we're first developed and we're growing. All right. And here's what I like about this evening, or should I say all our sessions, and we'll talk about this, that we're going to become even stronger and stronger in leadership. It's going to be exciting. And I'm so glad that you're partnering with us for the next few weeks. Everybody say a few weeks. You probably thought, so if I say a few months, you'll probably fall out. So I thought I'd just say a few weeks because you'll say, what? No, it's going to be a few weeks. And, and so we'll keep you aware of where we are and as we flow. Now, here's what I also know. Some of you have already said, they said, now, what if I can't make every session? And my response was, that's okay. But don't just miss a session because you want to miss a session. Don't miss a session because you want to watch Gunsmoke and all this other stuff like that. Well, we, if you have a reason to miss, we got you. You know what I'm saying? All that other stuff, you know, we watch and uh, games and all that. That's okay because I believe this is important, and I want you to tap into what you're going to receive. But not only do I want you to tap into it, but be ready to give it out. All right? So. And so what we're going to be doing, this is why I had you get up and kind of meet everybody, because we're going to be doing not really some exercises, but I want you to be comfortable because I want you to be able to, you know, if, if you want to comment and, and we call on you because there'll be opportunities in our session that I may ask your opinion about something. And so if you're comfortable with one another, you'll say, hey, here's what I think about that. Or this is how it relates to me. Now, here's what I know. This is not just dealing with a church, even though we're in a church understand the leadership concepts that we're going to be talking to you about will basically transcend across any area, all right, not just ministry, but also where you work, where you're employed at. And if you're leading in any area, and I believe that you can lead from every level. Remember that, all right? And, and, and we'll talk about that book. I'm not advertising for John Maxwell. You know, at least he didn't ask me to. So, you know, but I will tell you that there's a, there's a book out that's called 360 Degrees Leader. And you can lead from every level. But what we're going to talk about in our session is developing the leader where? Oh, man, you're sharp already. So here's what we're going to be going through. If you turn in your books, your participant guides, you will see we have the table of contents. So let's go there. The table of contents There's going to be, of course, uh, you know, what, what is a leader? We're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking also about leadership is influence. Do you see that? Okay. In your guide, we also have is how to grow. How do we grow as a leader and reflections of leadership? My goal is to do this, to get through every part as much as we can. But here's what I know. I know you. 
And so once we start talking, you may say, oh, man, and we may go a little bit longer. But listen, an hour and a half. Everybody say an hour and a half. That's it. All right. So come 830, we're shutting it down. Is that all right? Okay. But in order to get through all of our sessions, we'll probably go, we'll finish, we'll try to do one and a half or maybe one and a quarter. And we'll just keep building that way. Is that all right? Okay. And so these are things I want to share with you. And, and so each of you will have an opportunity, as you'll see, as we go through our exercises, man, you'll be able to rate yourself. How about that? Y'all like doing that? You'll be able to look at this and go, oh, man. And some of you may go, ouch. Some of you may go, oh, I'm doing that. That's great. Some of you go, oh, I'm not doing that at all. Okay. But that's why we're here. That's why we're here. So let's begin. And that's enough of the overview. So let's go ahead and turn. I believe it's page one. Do you have lesson one? What is a leader? Part one. All right. And so make sure you have a pen. Make sure you have a notebook because you'll be able to write down a few things. Uh, I'll be sharing some scriptures with you as well. So turn with me to Proverbs chapter 11, verse 14. Did you bring your Bibles with you? If you didn't, that's okay because we have a few Bibles in the back. Y'all didn't know we were going to be using some scriptures too, but that's what we're going to be doing. If you don't have it, just write the reference down, okay? And maybe you can look on with someone. Maybe you can look on as well. Proverbs eleven fourteen. Proverbs eleven fourteen, And so we'll turn there with you. I want to share this, this, this important thought process with you that in this section, here's what you will learn. The bottom line, everybody say bottom line. In other words, the bottom line meaning of leadership and the characteristics of a good leader. So it's not just talking about leadership, but what are the characteristics of a good leader? Proverbs 11, verse 14, I'm reading from the New King James. Here's what it says. It says, where there is no counsel, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there's what? Safety. So Proverbs 11.14 says here again that, that where there's no counsel, the people fall. How many of you know that if you do not give counsel, if you're not trained and you're involved in leadership, bless you, you're involved in leadership, what happens is if you're not giving counsel, then, then the people around you, they're going to have a tendency to fall. In other words, they're not going to grow. They're not going to be moving forward. They're actually be standing still. And you and I know that is a part of growing, but it's, listen, it's only growing right where they're at and not going to influence nobody but who? But themselves. That's it. All right? But notice this. I'm going to give you some, a few things. Strive for this. When you're, when you're, whatever you're doing, how many have people... Right now that you're supervising, let me kind of figure out where we are. People are, are underneath you. What I mean by that, you have an opportunity to influence different levels of people. Let me see. Okay, I just want to know who I'm, I'm dealing with. All right. And then some of you, of course, you're here because you're learning, want to learn more about leadership. How many of you have a role in your church where you, you are a leader or in some capacity? Okay, very good. So we're hitting everything. Now, how many of you say, man, I am just here to learn about leadership and how to impact other people's lives. That should be all of us. <laughs> that was a trick question. All right. So anyways, so listen to this. Write this down. As you're striving for leadership, here's some things I want to give you. This is not in your, your outline. That there's always going to be, whether we like it or not, there's an inner circle. Now, in that inner circle, what's going to happen is, do you know that Jesus had an inner circle? The 12 disciples. What did he do with the 12 disciples? He taught them. He was teaching them leadership, was he not? 
because he was teaching them for the day that when he was going to leave, that they had to do their part and to keep what? The gospel or the message or the good news moving forward. Are you with me? So here are some things. Now, we can think about, as I read these names, certain people and their characteristics that they had around them. Now, listen to this. You may have people like this around you, or this is the type of people you want to get. Write it down. You want to have creative people. You want to have creative people. You want to have loyal people. Creative and loyal. You want to have people who share your vision. Who who are get behind you in your vision. Number four, you want to have wise and intelligent people. Now, don't misunderstand me. How many believe that why you believe that wise and intelligent people are good to have? Come on. All right. You know what? You also want to have people who have complimentary gifts. In other words, they'll compliment you. They're complimentary gifts. Let's go on. Number six. Everybody say number six. You want to surround yourself with people, people with influence. People with influence. The key, though, is every one of us have influence. All right. Also, here's an important thing. Surround yourself with people of faith. People of faith. People that are going to believe they're going to they're going to step out with you and trust God together. And then also. Number eight, surround yourself with people of integrity. Of integrity. All right. So. When I see a leader, let's go back to our guide. When I see a leader, if you'll follow along, notice what it says here. I think of the word. Here's the first one. Leadership. When I see a leader, I think of leadership. All right. Now, write this down. Leadership is influence. When I think of a leader, I think of the word leadership. We're going to go right down the acrostic, if you will, of the word leader. When I think of a leader, I think of the word leadership. Leadership is influence. And I will tell you this. Every one of us, we're influencing someone or someone is influencing you. But as a leader, we want to influence them. All right. Now, here's a proverb. And and, and I want you to listen to this and I'll read it. I'll repeat it again if you if you you want to, to to write it down. But it says this. He or she who thinketh that he or she leadeth and have no listen and have no one following him or her. Is only taking a walk. That's it. You're only taking a walk. Nobody's following. So if you think that you're leading, I'm going to read it again. Okay. And I'll give you, I'll give you the, the, all the information. Listen, leadership proverb is this. He or she who thinketh, and you can reword it if you want, but that he or she leadeth and have no one following, then listen, him or her, Guess what? It's only taken, finish it for me, a walk. But you know that there's myths of leadership. Everybody has ideas of what a leader is and what leadership is. So we're going to talk about some of these myths. We're going to give them to you. So I want you to write those down for us. Number one, leaders, notice it's a myth. This is a myth. So what is a myth? That means that it's what? Not, oh, y'all, come on now. I'm talking to leaders here. All right. Listen, leaders are born. Not made. That's a myth. That is not true. Okay. So again, number one, 
the first myth is this. Leaders are born, not made. All right. Number two, leadership is a rare skill. Rare skill. Number three, leadership exists only at the top of an organization. Now, here's what we know, that that's what? That's a myth, okay? Because remember, you can lead from every level. Here we go, all right? Also underneath this, it says leadership is influence, not position. Come on, all right? So we want to make sure we understand that. Here's something else. That all, number four, that all leaders are charismatic in personality. Do you believe that? No, because some leaders are not charismatic. That doesn't mean they're not a bad, a good or bad leader, but they're just not. All right. How about this? So that means it's charisma. Charisma will get you inside the door. Right. But listen, credibility will keep you there. Let me say it again. Charisma will get you inside the door. Credibility will keep you there. Number five. Leaders control by manipulation. What is manipulation? Manipulation is moving people for the leader's advantage. Wow, that's manipulation. Think about right now what you're doing. Think about leaders even around you. Those that you've come in contact with, maybe your supervisor or maybe you as a leader. Understand this when we're dealing with manipulation that is moving People for the leader's advantage. But listen, motivation is this. It's motivating people for everyone's advantage. So we don't want to manipulate. We want to do what? Motivate. So you as a leader, you want to motivate people because it's going to help everyone. It's not just one person. It's going to help all of us. All right. Now, some of you may have already picked up the book, Developing the Leader Within You. Now, again, this was not a requirement. But it actually is the book that goes with the course. So uh, what I wanted you to do is share it for you definitely to get the participant guide. This is something that you can do on your own if you want to purchase the book. You can get it off of, wow, all kinds of places, right? I mean, uh, what are some places you can go and, and they're probably really cheap? Amazon, different things like that. Or you can just go to a bookstore and you can pick one up. But it's just the same title that you have on your, on your participant guide. And it's called Developing the Leader Within You by John Maxwell. Now, I wanted to share some things with you and listen to this. We're talking about leadership. Leadership, what is leadership then? Let me share this. Leadership is the ability to obtain followers. To obtain followers. Now, I'm going to share something with you and, and some of these names you're going to, you may go, wow, but it's still nonetheless true. Listen to this. Hitler was a leader. So was Jim Jones, a leader. Well, we all know that Jesus of Nazareth, come on, leader, right? Martin Luther King Jr., leader. Winston Churchill, leader. John F. Kennedy, come on, all were leaders. But listen, while their value, everybody say value. While their value system and management ability were very different, and we can truly say it was very different, right? But notice, each had followers. They all had followers all right so once you define leadership as the ability to get followers you work backward and here's write this down once you define leadership once you and i define leadership 
as the ability to get followers, that's where we are. Now you work backward from that point of reference, and I'll read it again, to figure out how to lead. Wow, to figure out how to lead. Let me say that again. Once you define leadership as the ability to get followers, you work backwards. Everybody say backwards. You work backward from that point of reference to figure out how to lead. How to lead. All right? Let's go on to our next page. Now, what I want you to do, do I need to, read it? Do I need to say it again? Because I'll repeat it again. Okay, here we go. Are you ready? Want you to find leadership as the ability to get followers, you work backward from that point of reference to figure out how to lead. Everybody say how to lead. lead. All right. Very good. Now, at the top of your book, if you turn the page, it says stop and assess. That's what we're going to do. And let's look at it together. And I want you to be honest with your assessment. Because what, you're gonna, what we're going to be doing through our whole leadership training here is we're going to be assessing where we are. Where am I in this whole leadership process? What am I doing? Where am I and how does leadership work in my life? So do you see this on the top of your page? I have page two. Is that what you have? Yes. All right. Stop and assess. Here it is. The following questions will give you insight about your beliefs concerning leadership. Number one, do any of the above myths, remember we read those, Describe your personal benefits about leadership. Now, what I'd like for you to do is I want you to put an answer there. No one's going to look, but you go back. You can flip back over. You say, well, what were they? And here's the question. Do any of the above myths describe your personal beliefs about leadership? And it's the only way you can say, oh, no, no, we're not here. Listen, we're all here to learn. Come on. Are you with me? But, But some of us, I've heard that before, that leaders are born, right, and not made, okay? All right. So number two, also, as you're as you're we're assessing ourselves, I want you to also answer this question on which myth or myths do you personally most often operate? Wow. Yeah. All right. So do you see that? So here we go. Look back at look back at it. And, and, and you're going to pretty much you're going to be, you know, uh, being honest. We want you to be honest with yourself. Make sure where you are. Do any of the following or the above, excuse me, myths describe your personal beliefs? You can put yes or no. And then on which myth do you personally most often operate? Now, I'm going to ask you because we're all family. If any of you say, you know what, number one, anyone just, anybody want to, you know, you don't mind sharing? Number one, do any of you above, do any of the above myths describe your personal beliefs about leadership? Anybody? What did you write down? Number two, what's number two? Rare skills, okay. What else? Influence, all right. Someone else? That's it? Everybody, that's it. Okay, now, now, now do we have to get up and meet everybody again? Okay. Rare skills, okay. All right. Okay, all right, see? And why, that's why we're here to learn about leadership, to say, okay, let's pinpoint where we are in things of that nature. So now, number two, on which myth do you personally most often operate? Woo, man. Now, that's, that's hitting home, right? Anybody care to share? Okay, all right, good. 
And I know that from you, Jason, because, of course, with sports, you know, as a coach, there's influence, but also there's people around you as young men and all that, you know. So I know, Jay, if I can call you Jay, is that all right? Okay. Or coach. All right. Okay. And some of you I know a little bit better than others. And so, so that's good. But now let's talk about the making of a leader. But before we go there, turn in your Bibles with me Proverbs, to Proverbs. Let's look at Proverbs 4.23. Let's go back, work our way backwards to Proverbs chapter 4. And we're going to be reading together verse 23. And we're here to learn. Our whole goal is to learn about leadership and what we can glean and how we can grow. And this is so important about leadership because you see, in leadership, people are going to trust you. In leadership, people are going to confide in you. In leadership, as you, as you become, as you move throughout leadership, people are going to come to you and share their, sometimes their, their most intimate secret about their lives. You know why? Because they trust you as a leader. They trust that you'll keep it. Right? They'll also trust that you'll give them good counsel. Is not that what we read earlier about counsel? Okay? But in a multitude of counselors, there's what? Safety. So, so let's look together here at Proverbs 4.23. Proverbs 4.23 says this, and this is what we have to do as leaders. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. Keep your heart with all, say all, all. with all diligence. Now, what does the word diligence mean to you? What, what are some thoughts that first come to your mind? When you hear the word diligence, keep your mind with all diligence. Focus. Militant. Okay. So keep it right. Stay focused, man. You're not, you know, focused on what's going on, but we have to keep it. Who has to do it? We have to. Right. Stay focused. Stay focused on the plan at hand. Stay focused on what the goal is for your life. Stay focused on the goal for Let's talk about whether it's your ministry, the area of ministry, your church, your business, through all your walks of life. Stay focused on what you've been called to do, you've been destined to do, you've been gifted to do. But we all have to stay what? Focus. All right? So let's look at the making of a leader. We're going to cover a few things. Number one, the making of a leader is simply this. Understand the value of leadership. Leadership is very valuable. And, and you know that if we don't value a thing, then that means we don't place an importance on it. It's, it's not important to us, so therefore we're not going to give ourselves to it. You know, it's, if it's not value, then that means, therefore, if I don't value it and I'm a leader, then those who are following you, following us, following you as a leader, are not going to value you because you don't value the leadership role that you have. Come on, think about it. If you've ever supervised... Or maybe you have supervisors that don't value their leadership. In other words, sometimes I use this word, if you don't mind, they take it for granted. And if you take it for granted, what happens? Let's be honest. If someone is leading and they take their leadership role for granted, a supervisor or manager, what's going to happen to the people? They don't want to work. What's going to happen to productivity? It's going to go down. Now, let's bring it home in the church since we're in the church. What's going to happen? We have leadership. We have pastors. We have those are over different key ministries. And here you are leading. Right. And if we don't value our leadership, what's going to happen to the people? 
They're going to stop following you. That's right. Because they feel like you don't care. So no value. No value. All right. In your note, in your book, it says everything rises and falls on leadership. Now, some people will say, well, almost everything. But I'll say, as John Maxwell says, I believe that everything does. Everything rises and falls on leadership. So if you look over your life and I look over my life and I don't like what I see. Everything rises and falls on leadership. It's always a wonderful way and opportunity to grow. You see, in order to be a leader, do you know what? A leader is one of the most loneliest places to be. Because everyone doesn't want to go there. So it's not easy to be a leader. You're out front. Man, people talk about you, you know, and here you are just trying to lead. You're trying to help them. If they knew your heart, I'm just trying to help you. I'm just trying to be good. And then they'll walk all over you. You see, sometimes, again, it can be one of the most loneliest places. But you know what? When you're called and gifted to lead, guess what? Everyone doesn't go there. And that's why it's a lonely place. If that's the case, we would have a world full of, I mean, nothing but leaders. That's not the case. Now, let's go on. Number two is something that you and I will have to do. We're talking about leadership and the making of a leader is make a commitment. Make a commitment to learn how to lead. If you and I do not make a commitment in learning how to lead, then we're not going to be able to lead to our fullest potential. We're going to be minimizing instead of maximizing our abilities to lead. All right. Now, let's look at this, this quote. Earl Nightingale. Here's what he said. If you spend one hour a day for five years on any given subject, you will become an expert in that field. Wow. That's spending some time, isn't it? OK. Turn in your Bibles with me to Exodus. Let's go back and look at this together. Wow, that's a, that's a great quote. If you and I, if we spend one hour a day for five years on any given subject, you and I will become an expert in that field. Well, so that guess what? If we're really interested in striving in leadership, we're going to spend some time. Not just in this session, not in our weeks that we're going to be coming together. This is for life. You're constantly wanting to grow. You're constantly wanting to help people. You're constantly wanting to see the good in others. All right, that's what leadership is. You see, and leadership is not, again, it's not being, you're not selfish. You put others ahead of you. That's a leader. Everybody say, that's a leader. All right, so let's look together. Exodus chapter 18, we're going to look at verse 21. New King James, I'll read this to you as we continue to go on. It says, moreover, you shall select from all the people, notice this, and what we're dealing with here, as you look at the subject, this is Jethro's advice to Moses. Notice what he says. Remember the time when Moses was taking on, as a leader, all the responsibilities. He was judging the people, if you will, giving counsel to the people. I mean, day and night. He would sat there. He was wearing himself out. Well, aren't you glad that you have people in your life that you allow to speak in your life that can help you? Now, Moses could have said, well, listen, you know, I know more than you father-in-law come on now you know but he didn't say that he took the advice notice what the advice was 
Here it is, verse 21. Moreover, you should select from all the people, it says, able men such as fear God. Notice the one prerequisite. They what? They fear God. See? Men of truth, hating covetousness, and place such over them to be rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties, rulers of tens. What are we saying here? This is the selection process, even what Moses received, the advice on how to select leaders and put leaders in positions. All of you are here tonight, and I will tell you at some capacity, at some way, whether it's in your church, whether it's on your job, you have been selected as a leader. And the more you lead, you will begin to see that there will be others who are following you because of your leadership, the way you care for them, the way you take care of them. Come on now, the way we're on time. Come on, somebody. I mean, we can preach right there. Church. Come on. All right. But we're not going to meddle. So anyways, it's important for us to get a hold of that truth. Everybody say truth. truth. Now, now look at this. Growth stops when the price gets too high. Think about it. As a leader, if I'm saying, oh, this is too much. This is, this is too high. It's too much of a cost for me. Guess what? My growth stops. We can't look at it that way. And I'm not even talking about money. I'm not talking money. I'm talking about, man, once you're in it, you're in it. You're leading. You can, you can go and all of a sudden you're thinking like, man, praise God. Hallelujah. You're going to work. You're going to church. And the first person you run into, man, they tell you everything you don't want to hear. Talk about you. You see, you have to understand a lot of times what happens is, is that some of these folks are thinking about thoughts all night long, waiting to come see you, especially if you're a supervisor or a manager. As soon as you walk in that door, man, they wait for you to sit down. And as soon as you sit down, listen, they've been thinking about this all night. You know, I'm telling you the truth because some of you have been there on the other side. Come on now, right? See? So you have to understand that. So let's talk about this again. Growth stops when? When the price gets too high. I want to encourage you, don't let the price get too high. Count the cost and lead. Count the cost and lead. Well, becoming a leader will cost you. What will it cost you? Number one, personal change. I have to be, you have to be willing to change. If you're not willing to change, you're like, hey, I got, I mean, I got it all down. It's packed. I don't need any. I don't, listen, I'm perfect. We're in trouble. Because with our perfect selves, it only take a while. We'll look around and realize that nobody's following you. All right. Number two, becoming a leader will cost you time. If I'm not willing to put the time in, I'm not, listen, I'm not willing and ready to lead. Now, this is the truth, too. Becoming a leader will cost you dollars. What do you mean? Because you think, you're always learning, looking for opportunities for growth. It may be buying a book. It may be going to classes. It may be doing different things, but it will cost you. You have to spend. You give out, right, to grow. But you know what? You're like this one, number four. Wow. Becoming a leader will cost you friendships. Come on now. You know this. Whether it's on the job, am I right about it? Or whether it's in the church, right? Once you become a leader, hey, wait a minute, that's my position. 
But the truth of the matter is the leader who placed you in that position is actually saying to the person who thought it was their position that they weren't leading, but they just didn't know they weren't leading. That they were following. But instead of them talking to the leader who placed you in leadership, they're going to talk to you. Which shows you that they're not acting in the level of leadership that they thought they were. Which then tells you why you're where you are. Hey, listen to me. See, this is very important. You get a hold of this. So if you have an issue, can I help you a little bit? If you have an issue with something going on, whether it's on your job, don't go talk about your coworkers to other coworkers. That's not a leader. If you're having a problem, listen, we're going to bring it all the way home. If you're having a problem in your church, don't go talking to other church members about other church members. That's not a leader. You have a family. Don't go talking to other family members about family members. That's not a leader. You see, it'll cost you friendships. Everybody say friendships. Friendships. All right, let's go on. Becoming a leader also will cost you your options and your freedom. What does that mean? That means there's some things that you just can't do as a leader. Now, you can if you want to, but it'll cost you. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But it's, everybody say cost. All right? And we know that to be true. All right. Now, as we say that, turn with me to Matthew, Matthew 5, and write the scriptures down where I'm at the place that I'm giving you so you can always go back or write them also in your notepad that we've given you. All right, let's go to Matthew chapter 5. You probably already know where we're going. This probably could be some of your favorite references, favorite scriptures. But I find it so important, as I said before, that a leader is willing to go further than a non-leader. Further. Everybody say further. So if I look here, we look here together at verse uh, 41 and, and, and begin to understand. And, and leadership also is gathering Leadership is coming together. So let's, let's pick up here. Everybody say feeding of the 5,000. So we know where we are. And let's just read 41. We, you know it as believers here. Notice, notice here the, the leadership process. Let me, let me, let's go to 39. And then he, speaking of Jesus, he commanded them to do what? To make them all sit down. Do you see leadership here? He commanded them to sit down in groups. On the green grass. What did he do next? So that, listen, so they sat down in ranks in hundreds and fifties. Notice what he did next in 41. Come on now. Oh, I missed 40. Are y'all not with me? Oh, what's wrong with y'all? Well, that's a good leader. I'm reading, man, I'm, I'm, man, telling me where I'm at. Okay, here we go. Are y'all with me now? You better catch up. Here we go. I'm in chapter five. <laughs> 41. Mark. I'm joking. That's where I'm at. <laughs> now, where are you at? <laughs> What's wrong with y'all? Y'all better go to second mile. Come on. Here we go. Y'all have me. In, but it's your fault. If anyone's listening to this CD, Listen. I'm telling you right now, it's Pastor English right there. He's the one that told us to go to Marcus and Matthew. Okay. <laughs> Leaders don't do that either. 
Lord have mercy. I'm glad y'all awake. Okay, here we go. I'm just reading along, talking about feeding the 5,000. I'm glad y'all didn't let me finish. I was in Mark. We're going to 41. Okay, here we go. We're in Matthew. That's where I was. Don't go there. I was wrong, Miss Cindy. Let's go to Matthew. Oh, Lord. That's where I was wrong. Everybody say, Pastor was wrong. Or, or, or Brother Maurice was wrong or whatever. The leader was wrong, okay? Listen, when you're wrong, you're just wrong. Okay, are you ready now? Let's lead. Here we go. Now, let's go to Matthew chapter 5 and act like that just never happened. Are you, are you all right? All right. Let's go to five, Matthew five forty-one. All right, y'all got a good laugh. All right, here we go. Notice this in 41. What I want to do is start in, in 38. Is that all right? The caption over 38 says, go the second mile. Notice this. You have heard it that it was said or heard that it was said an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you not to resist an evil person. Are we there? But whoever slaps you on the right cheek, come on now, turn the other cheek to him also. And if anyone wants you, listen, if anyone wants to sue you and take away your, your tunic, listen, let him have it, your cloak. Also, well, here's 41. This is where you want to get to. Finally, everybody say finally. finally. All right. You don't have to say it like that. Oh, my goodness. Uh, here we go. Finally. Okay, here we go. 41. And notice whoever compels you to go one mile. What does it say? You see, that's what a leader does. In other words, on the job, let's talk about on the job. Your supervisor, your manager says, listen, I want you to take care of this project or I want you to do these certain things. But, you know, other things need to be done. So do you just stop at what they tell you to do or do you know that things need to be done? You have an option. Right now, you can you see it as plainly as clear. So how, let's talk about a church. So now you have a leader, whether it's your pastor, your leadership, your bishop, you know, um, you know, your usher, head of ushers and hostess, bring it down, plain, right where it's at. You're not the pastor. Come on now, listen. They're still the leader. Right? Yeah, you shouldn't be over the prayer team. I should be. Mm-hmm. But you know what? You're not. Right? No, seriously, you're not. But here's the thing I find very interesting. You'll find a leader that leaders don't have to be always told what to do. They'll do it. They'll do it. And also, if leaders see things that are out of place, listen, they'll ask, can I help? Can I, can I do something? Can I assist you? You see, they're always willing to go, come on, the extra mile. You see? And on the extra mile, listen, it is a lonely road. Because there's not a lot of people that are willing to go the extra mile. But that's not you. And that's why you're here as, and, and we're learning together about growing together in leadership that we are all willing to go the extra mile. Say the extra mile. That means you're willing to stay up late at night. And if you need to counsel someone, if you need to talk to someone, you know, if someone says, hey, I have an issue going on in my life and you're willing to, come on, go the extra mile. So, oh, wait a minute now. Of course, it's 9 o'clock and, you know, my show comes on at 9. So can I go ahead and talk to you at 1030? 
But come on now. Now, what would that person think? Don't love them? Not concerned. So let's bring it home in your workplace. You have an issue. Now, I'm not saying we're, trying to, we're not trying to judge. I'm not trying to judge your supervisors. I'm not trying to do that. Are you, are you with me? But you can, I want you to go with me and think of times, because we're all learning, times and situations where you know there was an opportunity for growth on both ends. You and your supervisor. You and the manager. All right? But there are those because who are not humble, who are full of pride, are not willing to learn. Humility, listen, is also a way to leadership, learning how to humble yourself, you see? And so it's important, and think about your situation. I can tell you many, but that's about me, and I can't talk about you, all right? But the thing is what you want to do as a leader, you want to be able to say not just that you are a leader, but you want to also exemplify leadership traits. You see, what a leader does always has the other person's best interest in mind. Even though you don't like them. Mm, Come on now. Even if you don't like them. You see? Because it doesn't just affect you, it affects everybody around you. It affects your team. How many have ever played sports? How many like sports? Do you know where there's, now I'm going to say this now, ladies, don't get on me, don't throw no rocks. But I've coached athletics, and I've coached men, coached women. You know, I've coached, you know, you know, young men and young women. But I will tell you, there's a difference. There's a difference. And you have to know. Now, there's a difference in personality. Now, now stay with me. The reason I'm sharing with you about a difference in personality, that even though, as we know, it's like day and night, the difference between, you know, a boy and a girl, a man and a woman, Right? There's also difference in personality of those that are on your job. You're different. Everyone in here, you may have similar personalities, but you're, yet we're still different. That doesn't mean we're wrong. We're just different. But I know from my experiences in working with guys, what happens is if something happens on the basketball court, on the football field, they may not like it. And you know what? They deal with it right there. And when they deal with it, after the game, Yo, what's up, man? Hey, you know what? Great game. Move on. That's not the case with women. <laughs> now, I'm not trying to don't throw no rocks at me. I'm talking personalities. Now, it may not be all, but I'm talking about athletics a lot of times because there's such a competitive edge. And a lot of times, they don't leave it on the field. A lot of times, they don't leave it on the court. You know? So there's personalities. I just did that because looking around in this room, I see men and women. So that's safe. You understand what I'm saying? I can talk to you about football, talk about basketball. Like you say, well, I didn't play that sport, but I see what you are. So you understand what I'm talking about. And so I've learned and understand that sometimes people hold grudges. Sometimes people say, I'll get you back. You wait and see. See, those are not leadership traits. Now, a leader can use their influence to do that. Does that make it right? A leader can turn around and use their influence for the wrong. You see, and then all of a sudden what's happening is, is they're, they're, they're reporting things on you, they're saying things about you, they're doing things and things of that nature that's not true.
But see, what, what the truth of the matter is, especially as believers, you have to understand that may happen, but what do you do? Do you react or do you respond? You see, that's what you're going to know about leadership. It's because you know who you are, you know what you're made of, you know your DNA. And a leader says, listen, I'm doing this and I'm going to continue to be what? A man or a woman of integrity. I'm going to stay the course regardless of how I feel, regardless of what people say. I'm going to do what's right. And you know what? You may be falsely accused. Now, can I tell you this? We all have feelings. All right. So if we can't get into the mix, you know, if, if you can't afford to get your feelings hurt, then what you need to do is understand, okay, do I really want to be a leader? Because you'll often be misunderstood and falsely accused. All right? So these are things that are so important. So let's go on. Everybody say, let's go on. Aren't you glad we found Matthew? But y'all, you're a great bunch because you're like, listen, come on, man. Where are we going? Turn the page. That's where we're going, Okay. Page number three, I need you to do some work. And here's what I want you to do. And then after this, we're going to take a break, a little break. Okay? Stop and assess. Are you there? I'm going to read it together, and I'm going to let you fill in the blanks, one, two, and three. Non-growing organizations are a result of non-growing leaders. Wow. Name at least three things you have done in the past year to help you grow in your leadership position. Now, after you finish writing these three, three, three things down, we're going to take a break. And then there's water, there's coffee, there's cookies and snacks for you. That's your, that's your reward. <laughs> but go ahead and fill, fill them in. I want you to seriously write it down. All right? Name at least three things you have done in the past year to help you grow in your leadership position. And the only way that you can grow here is to be honest. Anybody can write anything down. I don't want you just to write anything down. I want you to seriously think about it and fill in the blank. Can I do this? Can we do this? Let's get through this page. Let's finish this page. All right? So you're there. Now, let's go on to consider this. Are you there? Look with me. Notice, to persevere in strengthening your leadership skills is to continually grow. Everybody say continually. Like a great athlete or like a musician or a skilled surgeon, your skills will not develop overnight. So that's what I want you to, you have to definitely, I mean, if you want to highlight anything or mark anything, definitely highlight that. Your skills are not going to develop overnight. Guess what? It's going to take time. Okay? But then also, days, weeks, months, and years of steady striving, listen, notice, will lead you to achieve the goal. You have to do it on a regular basis. A persistent march toward the pursuit of solid leadership will yield solid results. I like that. We have to have a pursuit of solid leadership that will yield solid results. Notice this. Leadership is a lifelong process. So it's not, I think I'll just take a break here. That's, that, no, leadership is a lifelong process. Are you with me? All right, let's go on. I'm going to read this, and then, then we'll, con we'll continue. We'll go down to the bottom of the page. President Theodore Roosevelt was a great example of a man who always reached for the next step. At the time of his death, then Vice President Marshall said, death had to take him sleeping. For if Roosevelt had been awake, 
there would have been a fight. When they removed him from his bed, they found a book under his pillow. Even at the end of life, Roosevelt was striving to learn and to improve himself. And so we have to ask ourselves about leadership. What are we willing to do? What are we willing to strive to do? How, how much do we really want to grow? How much do we really want to be better than, than where we are right now? You know, how, how do we want to improve and go to the next level? We have to ask ourselves and challenge ourselves to do that, to do that. Well, let's look at our next one. Stop and assess. The question you have to ask yourself and you have to answer it on your own. Are you committed to, to growth? Are you committed to it? So take a few minutes to answer the following questions. These will help you determine your real commitment to growth. I'm going to read them, then I'll let you answer them. And then once you finish with that, we'll go in. Number one says, what will it cost you to make a commitment to learn how to lead? Number two says, are you willing <clears throat> to carve your schedule in such a way that you allow time to learn how to be a, a, a true leader? Number three says, what personal habits in your life are helping you become a better leader? Wow. And then four, what personal habits in your life hinder you from becoming a better leader? Wow. Let's answer these. 